This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hello and welcome to Evolve by Erica, the podcast. This is Erica Polsonelli, your host, here to talk about all things spirituality, 5D, high vibrational health, wellness, and beyond. I'm so excited that you're here. Come on in. Hello, guys, and welcome back for another podcast episode. And today I have a really special guest. It is my best friend, a soul sister, someone who I have been connected to very serendipitously throughout my whole life since fourth grade. And we're going to tell you all the details. Um, I have her here with me. Her name's Jamie. And we're going to be sharing about our friendship as. I want to say soulmates and how friends can be soulmates as well and talk about a lot of things today, the good times together, the challenging times together, and we've really been with each other through it all. So I'm excited for you to be here and meet her. Welcome, Jamie. I'm so happy to have you. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Are you really though? (laughs) Be honest with us. Yes, I am. How do you feel right now? A little anxious as usual, but... Do you excited. like do you like speaking in public? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so let's get started. Um, by the way, Vinny and Lou, they've been friends. We're going to get into that too, but they created the questions for today. So the questions that I'm asking Jamie and that we're answering together are created from our beloveds. <laughs> <laughs> so this one I of course, started with. So um, Vinny wouldn't really care about this question, but I want to start with your astrology. You've always been super into astrology. And from like such a young age, you're into horoscopes and psychics. And I think it really speaks to who you are and the astrology that you have. So tell us a little bit about your astrology. Okay. So I'm a Pisces. And if you can see, I have my Pisces astrology symbol on my neck. I wear it every day. Being a Pisces is something that I'm truly connected with and I feel like I embody all of the characteristics of a Pisces. Whenever I meet somebody, I always try to guess their sign and then it's a conversation that I always start off with when I'm meeting somebody new. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget about your rising sign that you really can't accept. So somehow I'm a Leo, which is very interesting because anybody who knows anything about Leos knows that I do not come across as a Leo. So it's something very interesting and I'm still trying to figure it out. It's interesting too that you're attracted to Leos because Lou, her fiance is a Leo and I'm a Leo rising. (laughs) So (laughs) you have a lot of Leos in your life. Um, So I want you to get started by telling your version of how we met. (laughs) Okay. So going back into fourth grade, I was a new student. I had just moved to a new school. I didn't have any friends and I'm very shy. So during lunch one day, instead of eating by myself, I went over and asked Erica, she was eating with one other girl, and I asked her if we could be friends. And pretty much from that day on, we were inseparable. We've done every single thing together. And I think I asked her if we could be best friends. And from that day on, that was really, that was really it. Yeah. But you used to say that I asked you (laughs) and then I told you, I was like, no, (laughs) you asked me. Somebody asked somebody. Yeah, it's interesting because um, just like a few months ago, I started to reflect on my life and I feel like that's what this practice has me do very often. Like I will get flashbacks from when I'm younger, different moments in my life and there's so much inner healing and child inner child work that goes on with the practice and 
very recently I shared this with you and your mom. Um, I actually hated school so much and I just wanted to be home with my mom and I was like... It's so funny because like I feel like such an introvert, but when we're together, I think I'm the more extroverted person Mm -hmm. and you helped me to become more of an extrovert at school. And it's like this yin and yang and we see it like throughout our life, I feel like, of how we both complement each other and help to bring out the best side of one another. And I my whole trajectory in school and my energy towards school and going to school completely changed after meeting you that literally that day. I, I feel like that day, I, I believe I remember it as you asked me to be your, <laughs> your friends. And like from there, that was it. And we just like catapulted into family. Mm-hmm. Like our family became best friends. Our moms are still best friends. We went on vacations together. Oh my gosh, going through puberty in Florida together. (laughs) We learned about deodorant that week. (laughs) So it was just a really serendipitous um, series of events that led to this lifelong friendship. So high school. We went to the same high school together. Yeah. Anything exciting you want to mention from there? We started actually our high school in seventh grade, which is now considered a middle school. But instead of going to the public school with all our friends from elementary, we branched off. We went to Kellenberg Catholic School together. And from seventh grade on, we experienced everything that high school has to offer together from being best friends. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we cheered together. We did like every sport we pretty much did together. But I do think there was a season or two that you did something I didn't do. Was it lacrosse? Lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like the only time we like, didn't do the same exact thing together, which is crazy to yes. think about. It's so wild. Wow. So yeah, we spent our whole high school career together. And then I feel like things got a little wild when it was time for college because we were finally separating. Mm -hmm. And I want to back it up for a minute. We were so close in elementary school that our teachers actually didn't want to separate us. And since Jamie came in fourth grade, um, we were together fourth grade, fifth grade, and sixth grade until we ended elementary Mm -hmm. school because our teachers were literally like, they're best friends. They're so good for one another. It actually motivates them. It doesn't get in the way of their Mm -hmm. education. And we want to keep them together. And as teachers, we know that we usually separate friends. So (laughs) just... For our teachers to keep us together, it meant something. Yeah, totally. And then it came to college, which was really hard because we both really enjoyed our high school experience. We had a really big group of friends. We had so much fun together. And college was a really weird time. And I'll never forget, I was just talking to my dad about this. When we all went to Bahamas and like so many of our friends were there, Mm -hmm. I remember crying on the plane ride home and being like, dad, things are never going to be the same ever. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and I'm like hysterically crying on the plane and I'm a senior in high school. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, dad, I'm telling you things are never going to be the same. And in a way they (laughs) were never the same. Like we didn't keep in touch with our friends that we were really close with. And Mm -hmm. you went to a different, we went to different colleges and he'll always say, he was like, you were so wise. I look back now and now I see what you were saying. Mm -hmm. Not that things are bad. They're just not the same. And you saw that. Because it was something special. We really all had together. Yeah. So college. Okay. Share a little bit. Tell us. Tell us. We both went away to different schools. And it's crazy. Even though we were separated, we were still kind of going through the same 
things together and we're still connected and certain habits we develop, not such great habits we develop, we develop, I don't know if you want to share. Yeah, I do. I want to go there. Um, so being away was really tough for me and I know you as well. Like we had never been away from our moms. We were both really close with our moms and I think we cried every cheerleading camp, which is only Literally. like two days away from our parents. So being away from school was really challenging. So with that difficulty came bad habits to talk about. We started developing an eating, eating disorder, disorder yeah. um, in a way to like control everything that we couldn't control going on around us. So it was interesting. We both know that we were, we weren't, we both didn't know that um, the other one was going through this, but when we came home and we were able to see each other for the first time, we had that connection still that we were both dealing with something so serious and so challenging, even being so par uh, far apart from one another. And it's really interesting because I feel like in the first semester of college, like we're, we weren't keeping in touch. Like we right. were trying to just figure out almost like survival mode, like mm -hmm. figure out who our friends were in this new place, navigate the new place. And I think there was also a lot of ego like, oh yeah, my college is so much fun. Meanwhile, we were <laughs> fucking miserable. <laughs> I was never more miserable in my life yeah. going away mm -hmm. to school. Um, it's, it's very... Yeah, it was a really hard time for me too. It was such a dark time. And we both, as Jamie shared, developed an eating disorder and had no idea that the other one was struggling from this. And we developed it in different ways. So I've shared on the podcast before, um, when I developed, I developed mine through like really an experiment, not an experiment, um, a, like a crash diet. Like my friends at college wanted to do a diet for Halloween to look good in their Halloween <laughs> costumes. And like, I, I was like, wait, what do you mean? I'm like, diets, we're, we're young and we're beautiful. Diets right. are not for us. Like I was so naive, I guess you would call mm -hmm. it. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like it was something like to put my energy towards. Cause I was really bored. We were so busy and really, um, just involved in our high school and this was a place where I could like okay I could put all my energy towards this I could exercise this could be my goal for the day and it ended being very destructive and scary and I needed medical intervention mm -hmm. but the fact that we both went through that without knowing one another was dealing with it was very interesting and then when we came home we started to and I'm sure our moms were talking about absolutely it. we went to the same yeah. Um, what, what I don't you mean to laugh, but it was really, yes. yeah, it was, Therapy. it was really bad. And then we both wound up leaving college after a year coming home, going to Hofstra together because being away, just, I'm glad we tried it out to see and to have that experience and to say we at least tried it, but knowing that it wasn't something for us. Yeah. At least not that, at that time. Right. You know? So we came back from college college being away and we came to Hofstra and we decided <laughs> to pledge for a sorority. <laughs> I've never talked about this on the podcast and I cannot wait. Um, so of course being sisters, like we rushed together and the same, the same sororities were interested in us both. And then we decided to go for one together and <laughs> it was an interesting process. Yes. Do you want to share? So, what I remember most in that just being extremely exhausted. We weren't able to sleep. Um, and then I, I was, <laughs> if you I'm, know us, we both need to sleep. sleep. And I'm a huge nerd. Like getting good grades has always been something that I take pride in. And I remember failing my first test. I got like a 52 
because I was so tired, so sleep deprived, and I hadn't had any time to study. So I was like, this is it. I'm not doing this anymore. My grades are suffering. So that was it for me. I threw in the towel after just a week. I didn't last very long. And then slowly, but surely everybody else started to throw in the towel as well. And we were known as the deep pledge class. Yeah. Our entire class deep pledge. So yeah, it definitely, the sleep deprivation didn't do it for us. And the sisters, um, we were actually people would say that we were the pledge class that pledged them um, because they would like tell us to get their breakfast orders and we'd take all their breakfast orders. And then the next morning we'd be like, we're not getting them breakfast. They're torturing us. Why would we bring them breakfast? We were again, like really naive going into this. I remember the night before we started pledging, my dad was like, oh, you don't know what you're in for. I'm like, dad, what do you mean? People cannot believe or be mean or haze you. Like that's not acceptable. And then it was a rude awakening. Yeah, like very naive. It wasn't like physical anything. It was just like the sleep deprivation, the the mind games. Mm-hmm. Like we were just not about it. Mm-hmm. And that's never how we had to make friends or wanted to make friends. And it was just like we kind of knew that that was just not the vibration we were in. And I'll never forget one night at the bar at Nacho Mama's <laughs> where I met Vinny. But this was another night. Um, it's really crazy because Lou, Jamie's fiance is Vinny's big in their fraternity. So we're literally like family Mm -hmm. every which way you see it. Um, but one night at the bar, I got harassed by a sister because I was hanging out with Vinny and that was his ex Ex. Mm -hmm. and she was screaming like foul language at me, spilling drinks on me. It was like really insane. Hofstra was like a gross place. I'll say it here. The best and yeah, it was a lot of fun, but also like really, it it needs a really big like energy cleanse. Hopefully (laughs) someone went in there with Sage in the last few years because it was, it was dark for sure. Yeah. So we both met Jamie's future husband and my husband. The same time. The same time. Right. And you were dating Lou. Well, you were like hooking up with Lou. And I was hooking up with Vinny, and then they were both assholes. Yeah, so then we had to take a break from them for a while. They took a break from us and for like a decade. Mm-hmm. How and funny! We all came back to each other, which is very interesting. How everything worked out, and it just shows like timing is everything. Because if we had stayed together in that time, it would have never worked out because we both had so much growing to do and had to experience everything in life that we experienced in between. So it just really shows that everything happens at the exactly right time that it's supposed to happen it's so true and like you guys are totally different people today mm-hmm. like when you tell stories of like Lou then oh, or yeah. like of course Vinny then it's just like <laughs> night and day and the same for us mm-hmm. we've we've grown so much and we're gratefully we've overcome the challenges of an eating disorder and we're able to really feel just healthy and safe in the body that we have now because eating disorders really affect the relationships you're in. And if you're, if you're not being honest with yourself and being able to respect yourself, the people in your relationship feel that and, and they suffer from it as well. It's definitely, and I think that's a lot of our friendships that we had ended because of the inner struggle we were going through. It was too much for some people to, understand and understand if you're not in it and you don't understand what the person who's going through it feels it's really hard to kind of feel that empathy and understand what they're going through and that was something really hard for me because we had another best friend really close friend um 
And it took me so long to finally like mourn that relationship because I I believe what pushed her away from me was that I was struggling with an eating disorder and she didn't really want to be around that energy. I don't blame her, but I felt so sad that someone so close to me couldn't be there for me during my darkest times. And it took so much healing to finally be like, okay, I understand. And I accept, I accept Mm -hmm. where I am. I accept where life has brought me because you're right everything is divine timing oh, so I feel like there was something else I wanted to say before moving on to our next chapter but this next chapter is really serendipitous too so I'm gonna start this one okay so we both went to school to be teachers and we studied education And um, I finished a year before you because you did a five-year program. Mm -hmm. So I finished a year before and I was like eager beaver, ready to like get out and work. I was so excited to get a job. And I became an elementary – a TA, a teacher's assistant for for a year. And after that year, I was like, that's it. I have to go and get experience. I'm never going to get hired on Long Island. I need to go into the city, get experience in the city. So I told Jamie, I'm like, that's it. I'm going to teach in the Bronx. Um, I, I stayed up all night one night. Oh my gosh. I'm just thinking about the nights that I had back then, but (laughs) (laughs) I stayed up all night emailing random principals. I feel like that's just who I am. Like reach out to everyone, like put yourself out there, see what comes. And I landed a job during a hiring freeze for elementary general education in the Bronx. I was so excited. I told my dad, he's like, you're not going to the Bronx. You're in a school district. It's close to home. You don't have to drive. Stay here. And I'm like, no, I have to do this. And then I told you. And you're mm-hmm. like, are you serious? Like, you were really not about it. Mm-hmm. And then finally, you were like, fine. So then I did the same thing. I went around calling everybody in the Bronx, everyone, <laughs> everyone all over. And then the Bronx, I had an interview. And wound up getting a job there as well. And we wound up being in the Bronx is really big for those of you who are not familiar with the Bronx. I didn't know anything about the Bronx, no. but it's it's pretty pretty big. So yeah. we wound up being only like ten minutes from each other. Not even. It was like I think it was like seven blocks from one another. Right. Like it was crazy. So yeah, like we had no idea of the Bronx. Like we've never spent a lot of time there. Your dad worked there for a mm. while, but we never went to work with him or knew of it. And we one day looked like after the because you're a little you're a little anxious sometimes and you like wanted to get to school super early you didn't mm-hmm. want to drive with me I'm like Jamie we're probably going close to the same place and you're like no no, no I, I have to get to work early whatever <laughs> before so, the doors open <laughs> so that and parking was always an issue mm-hmm. we ended up looking at it on a map and it was literally I think a seven minute drive from one another we're like what so we spent how many years one year were you at that school Two years. Two years. I switched over to your school. Yeah. So two years we spent driving with one another, picking each other up. I'll never forget the day I picked you up after cleaning your classroom and your eye just (laughs) kept growing and turning green. I had really bad pink eye from the the soiled classroom I was teaching in and I could not open my eyes. It just grew the entire way home. (laughs) It was bad. So yeah, so she worked at that school for two years while I worked at my school for two years. And then eventually, as our lives would have it, 
an opening happened at my school and the school I worked at PSE was such a good environment. Like it was, you hear like horror stories about working for the DOE in the city. It was actually really great. We had a great principal shout out to Miss Peralta. She was awesome. awesome. And I was like, you're going to love my friends. You have to hire her. And then we worked at the same school for how many years? One, one year. And then, but we would stay up all night. We would go to my grandfather. My grandfather owned a printing <laughs> shop. We'd be there till like three in the morning making copies because there were no resources in our school. So we would be up all night planning, making copies, just getting ready for the next day. We lived, with, eat, breathe. What is it? Eat, breathe, sleep. Didn't really sleep. Didn't Teach sleep. <laughs> no. And we were also like partying a little bit during that time. Mm-hmm. So we'd have like nights out. We're single. Right. You young. Know, yeah. Young. We were like 23. We'd have like nights out. We'd wake up like, oh God, we have to go to work tomorrow. This is rough. We're driving to the Bronx. At five in the morning, waking up, driving. And remember the dirty chais. Yes. When I tell you the stimulants were just out of control, like we were drinking espresso in chai tea. Like a lot of caffeine keeping us awake. Our nervous, our poor, poor nervous systems. I remember going into the bathroom one day being like, today's the day I'm going to have a stroke because I was just like really stimulated. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So those nights were, it, that's how I describe it. Like how people describe pledging, like the worst fun they never want to mm-hmm. have again. That was like the first few years teaching for the DOA yeah. because they literally were like, Hey, you just got, you just graduated college. Here are the keys to your classroom. Here are 32 children all no at different levels. <laughs> yeah. No PD <laughs> on what to teach, how to teach it. Right. No research. We paid for all our own copies. Mm-hmm. We we're making nothing. What do we make? Forty five thousand mm-hmm. starting yeah. living in New York, like spending that's... money on tolls, gas, flat tires every other week. Literally, <laughs> literally, yeah. So it was interesting. I cried so many days in my assistant principal's office, being like, "This is not okay. <laughs> what you guys are expecting of me and doing to me." <laughs> like I had a student call me a crackhead bum in oh front my of gosh. my entire classroom. And I just cried, actually. <laughs> he made me cry. And I was just like, I can't. I'm trying my best here. I, I can't do it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So from there, after that, I manifested getting a job at the original school that I was working at um, as a TA. And that's also where I student teach. I student teach it. It's <laughs> also where I student taught. And... I worked there as a leave replacement for this one teacher for a year. And then a spot opened up for me. They were um, reorganizing the way that they did special ed. And it opened up a, a position. And I slid right in. I was so excited, which left my leave replacement open. Yeah. And what do you guys <laughs> think happened next? <laughs> so as you know, I got an interview. She got helped me get an interview and I wound up going in for her position as a lead replacement, and that wound up turning into permanent position at at school. So I've been there ever since, and we taught there together for six years? Yeah. Holy crap. The years is... Holy crap. Yeah. Six years. Six or seven. That's wild. I can't count right now. Yeah. That's really crazy. So we taught there together and oh my God, the story just keeps on going because now after I left, Jamie actually moves into my classroom and works with my former co-teacher who I was really close with, who um, I worked with for six years. So 
we're just very connected. If anyone listening is like a friendship interpreter, please contact <laughs> us because this is like, it's wild. It's wild. It really is. Everything like, that we've experienced from like good and bad. Like I would get into a car accident a week later, you get into a car accident or vice yeah. versa. I would get a flat tire a week later, you get a flat tire. Even our dogs passing at yeah. like a week or two apart, everything yeah. in like yeah. in life we experience, it's like the same timeline. I didn't get COVID for a really long time Mm -hmm. and Jamie got it like last year and I as soon as she got I'm like shit great (laughs) now I'm getting COVID and sure enough the next week I was like of course (laughs) it's like that's how it is our souls are very very connected and now she moved in four houses away from me and now we can never move (laughs) because we have to live near each other forever so you guys just got your house. Yes. How is it? It's honestly surreal. Like I, Erica taught me how to start manifesting and journaling. And years ago I started actually manifested Lou. I tell him if he ever finds my journal and sees his name written all over it, he's probably going to think I'm a witch because everything that I started manifesting has come into fruition. And I manifested finding a house in Long Beach, close to the beach, close to my friends. And it all fell together last year. And it's just been a really great experience and couldn't have asked for a better block and to be closer to my best friends. Now we get to see each other all the time and spend lazy weekends together. So it's been, it's so nice. Vinny just goes out on the balcony and he's like, where are my friends? Cause he needs to be doing something 24 <laughs> seven. And I apologize to you guys. I'm like, if this is becoming too much, you just let me know and I'll tell him to chill. But it's so cool. And like this summer, I mean, we got a short time of summer together on the same Mm -hmm. block, but it was my inner child was so happy because our whole lives have been together. Mm -hmm. And I spent so much time at your house when we were growing up. You spent so much time at my house growing up. I hope the story goes that we have children together if we decide to, because I mean, everything else has been so... That will probably happen at the same time as as (laughs) things have turned out so far. Wouldn't be surprised. It's so wild. And to watch your journey, I feel like over the past few years, um, when you've been starting to be open to manifesting and just like Mm -hmm. finding spin, because as well as being an elementary school teacher, you teach spin. And I feel like that's been such a huge part of you coming into you. Absolutely. I really, a couple of years ago when I started, I was completely different place I am now. I was very closed off shy, wouldn't speak up for myself. And then that somehow that transformed me and helped me become more confident. And just, I was able to speak up for myself and make changes in my life that needed to change and just go after for what I knew I deserved and needed in my life. Yeah. And since then, it's been just a journey of finding more confidence and self-love. Yeah. It's interesting because to get up in front of a spin class and teach, like, you need so much confidence. Mm -hmm. What pushed you there? What made you feel comfortable to like take that plunge? Something when I'm in that room and the music comes on, something inside me, like it sounds so cheesy, but like, I feel like there's a fire inside me that ignites and I just feel so different. Like I feel like a different person in that room. I sound different. I like come across different. It's just an incredible experience. And it's something that helps me in all aspects of my life. I feel like I'm more confident in my own skin now and I'm able to like speak in front of people um, now. I was always very, very shy. When I wasn't even able to make a phone call to like make an appointment. I would have you do it or my mom do it. But now I'm just more comfortable and I don't, I don't know how it, it changed me that way, but 
just something being in that room. They say Pisces are really connected to music, so I think that plays a huge role in it. I feel like I really connect to the lyrics of songs, and it just helps me come out of my shell. You always have. I just got a flashback <laughs> to being in your bedroom at like 12 a.m. during a sleepover, and I freaking hated sleepovers. I love, like, I would spend so much time in sleep at your house, but sometimes I would get like that homesickness, and you'd be blasting like butterfly kisses, yes. like the Very sappiest emotional, emotional songs. <laughs> I'm like crying. I'm like, I need to go home to my mom now. Like, no, but it's true with music. That's always been such a deep connection for you mm-hmm. and how you describe how you feel in that room is kind of how it is how I feel during teaching meditations mm-hmm. and like my voice does sound different and it's interesting that you made that connection yeah. too with your voice in that room and like does this happen to you where sometimes you forget like what you say all the time like someone be like oh my Zicking. god I love what you said and you're like what did someone, I say someone like, recently said that to me Last week, they were like, what you said really resonated with me. And I was like, I, I don't know what's coming out of my mouth half the time. Literally. It just flows. Isn't that incredible? And when I first started, I was having a hard time coming up with things to say. I feel like I was kind of like forcing things and I wanted to like plan everything. But now, like you said, it will just start to flow. And it really has started to flow as I become more connected with myself in that room and with the other people. It's really a lot easier to just speak through whatever I'm feeling in that moment. I love that. I love that so much. And I'm so happy for you. And I'm so happy to be alongside this journey with you. It's so special. (laughs) It really is. So if you're wondering where she teaches in case you're local and want to take her class, um, she teaches at Cycle Bar. Yes, in Garden City. Yeah. And it's going to be a really intense class if you join because she is intense but it's fun it's great music i need to come back i keep saying that i'm such a hermit it's like a problem but i need a lot to of back. fun you feel really great mentally physically emotionally everything it's more than just a workout for me it's more of like a mental it's like the best therapy you'll, you'll ever get that's how i explain it i love it amazing yeah should i give you like some rapid fire questions and put you on the spot <laughs> Whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite go-to food? <sighs> favorite go-to food has, has to be like a nice vegan thin crust pizza. Mm, like the one we had this weekend. Over it. Yes, so good. Of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were such a good host, by the way. You really hosted us so nicely. Anything over the that, top. Thank you. Anything that could be heated up and I don't have to cook from scratch because we're both the same. I don't have any good cooking skills. Yeah. We're the same in that way. We've burnt a lot of things together. Yes. Made a lot of messes together. Yeah. Um, What is your favorite hobby or thing to do when you just have like a day to yourself? Like what's your go-to? Besides exercise, I love curling up on the couch with a nice book. Psychological thriller. I haven't been – I used to love sleeping a lot, but now I feel like I have a lot of energy that I want to use my time in a better way than just sleeping the day away. So I always say I'm going to take a nap today and I never wind up doing it. Is that how you get yourself out of bed? Like, I'll take a nap today. Sometimes I have to do that too. What's your favorite psychological thriller? I love The Woman in the Window. So good. That's a good one. So good. It's a good one. What's your favorite thing about Lou? Oh, he really is just like no BS about him. Like, he pushes me to be the best version of myself. And like, when I want to complain about something, he he never lets me complain. He always has a solution to everything. Love and sometimes that. I just want to complain. You know, when you just want someone to be like, yeah, I get it. That sucks. He's always like, no, this is what you can do. And this is how you make it better. And it's just like, he always has a positive outlook on everything. And he's always trying to make my life better and help me be the best version of myself. I love that. 
That's so important in a partner. Mm-hmm. What's one plan or vision you have for your future? Um, future. Just to keep growing, maybe starting a family, starting with a dog, maybe. I love that. <laughs> love it. Great place to start. Mm-hmm. Bam needs a friend. Yes. Bam needs a bro. Okay. And what would be one thing of advice you have for someone who's either struggling with disordered eating or with self-confidence, just going through a dark time where they're not feeling connected to that fire that you're now connected to? Go out and try something new that's a little bit scary, a little bit challenging for you at first and work through it. And once you find that you're able to overcome whatever it is you're working through, you'll see that you have the ability and you're able to overcome whatever it is in your life. Just channel it through something different. So for me, it was always movement and just do something that is a little bit scary for you. But once you see that you can overcome it, doors open up, you find a new level of confidence that you didn't know you had inside of you. I love that. Thank you so much. I love you. Thank you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I hope that you enjoyed hearing about this very serendipitous and aligned journey with my bestie since fourth grade, Jamie. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you come back to this episode anytime you need it and every other episode whenever it serves you. And I'll see you next time. May the long time sun shine upon you. Satnam. Satnam.